Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse, Golf Monthly's weekly look at the various different events around the world in golf. Today we ask, does golf need a match play major championship? Hi guys, Justin Rose here and welcome to the Golf Monthly Clubhouse podcast. The Clubhouse is brought to you by Titleist, the number one ball in golf and the most played golf ball at the WGC Dell Technologies Match Play, with 72% of the field putting one in play in Austin last week, including winner Billy Hawkshaw. For more information, head to tightless.co.uk. Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse. My name is Tom Clark, and on this glorious sunny day, I'm joined by Elliot Heath. How are you doing, Elliot? Hello, Tom. Yeah, very good, thanks. You all right? Yes, all good. Having a bit of a chaotic morning, but we'll get through it. So, um, uh it is a glorious sunny day, and golf is back in the UK. We uh, and well in England, um, we can play again, can't we? Um, are you stoked, Elliot? Have you hit any golf balls yet? Yeah, I'm stoked beyond belief. I haven't hit a single golf shot yet, but uh, I've got the driving range booked tonight. So, yeah, can't wait. Um, going with my girlfriend. She's going to hit her brand new driver for the first time, which arrived on like day one of lockdown. So, um, <laughs> yeah, actually, follow her on Instagram at Lauren BN Golf if you want to follow her journey and, and see my star pupil that I've been uh, coaching for the, for the past six months. But yeah, I'm playing golf on Friday uh, and Saturday and Bank Holiday Monday as well. So yeah, I'm uh, very excited to get back to the game. When you say you've been coaching, you've been t- telling um, which end of the golf club to hold. You'd be surprised by my coaching qualifications, actually, Tom. What, what, you, what you, you mean you don't have any? yeah <laughs> no so uh no well that's yes it's great so when are you so when is your you're going to hit to the range tonight are you yeah 6 p.m till 7 p.m literally okay. cannot wait I, I actually can't even imagine playing golf it's been that long so um yeah it's gonna be quality but friday what's it good friday isn't it so we've got a long four-day weekend three days of golf yeah i just can't wait cannot wait yeah, I'm going to be trying to hit the range at some point. I really want to play off. I haven't actually got anything booked in yet. Uh, I have a very, very busy week. I have my wife's got a reasonably big birthday uh, this weekend, although I won't give away the number. And uh, yes, it's just chaos. Back in, well, Easter holidays will start. So I'll have to be looking after kids again. Oh, crazy. But I'll try and get some golf in somewhere. But um, it should be fun. should be great fun. And um We've already seen lots of people who have been out and enjoying golf already today. So we're, we're talking to you at 11 a.m. on Monday, the 29th of March. You know, lots of people in England back playing golf for the first time. But one person who um, we've been chatting to recently, a guy called Luke Willett, he played a whole round of 18 holes golf in just 42 minutes this morning. So he, he managed to get that completed before most people, some people would have even been awake. Um, he's an iron golfer who uh, completed 18 holes barefoot in just 42 minutes. Um, and then I think he took 84 shots. Is that right? To complete <laughs> yeah. The round? Yeah. It's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. So he, well, yeah, but whilst some of you are still waiting for your tea time or, as I say, most of you, some of you would have been in bed already. He uh, managed to get out, play 18 holes and still get back home for, in time for breakfast. So um, amazing stuff. So we're going to actually uh, 
talk to Luke now. Elliot, you, you uh, interviewed him earlier this morning and he discusses his crazy challenge and uh, what's next for him. Hi Luke Willett, welcome to the Golf Monthly Clubhouse podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Um, just to give listeners a bit of perspective, it's 10am in the morning and you've already been out and done 18 holes and had about two hours at home, haven't you? <laughs> so yeah, yeah uh, describe yeah. your morning for us. Uh, so the morning was, was bright and early, woke up at uh, but it's dark outside, but that's nothing unusual, unfortunately for me. I'm I'm a I'm a busy dad and love to get out early and get my training in, so I get back home for the kids and stuff. Who who really is my life. but um yeah. So I woke up at I don't know four twenty or something like that. Hit the road, um, got to the golf course nice and early. Teed off at six thirty, which was pretty much as soon as I took my shoes off. I was like, oh man, I can feel the cold. Better get going. Uh, and then yeah, the little video you posted up recently that was me whacking it down there and. Fortunately, went straight. Next one went straight, and uh, actually, the 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 mad thing about today was I I played with my my original ball from from the first shot to that final hole. Uh, yeah, the, the, the hilarious thing was I lost that that ball. Um, not lost it, but uh, when the guys goes, oh, give us a trick shot uh, or something like that, and I uh, I sent over uh, a video. Hopefully, you can post that one out. But um, Trick shots never worked first time. This time did, uh, and I hit it, and it went straight in the lake. So it was great. <laughs> so, unfortunately, the memento of the ball I, I will never have anymore. But it doesn't matter. It was it was such a such a, a great experience, and yeah, uh, you know, you, you might be able to hear my daughter in the background, and that's what it's all about for me. That's why I play fast because um, I've got my family who I absolutely adore, and it means I can get eighteen holes in, get home, and uh, you know, do both the things that I love in life. Yeah, so 18 holes, 42 minutes, 84 shots, zero pairs of shoes. I love that. Uh, first of all, how cold must your feet have been? Um, surprisingly, they weren't too cold. I mean, it, you know, I think uh, I've I, I, I tried to comment on a few of the posts or, or comments that people have left on your stuff. And uh, uh, someone said, don't go in the heather, I think it was. And uh, you know, and, and, and you know what, I, honestly, I, the vibes were so good out there. It was so lovely to be out. The greenkeepers were in full force. There were muntjacks out there, all kinds of wildlife. It was, it was, it was wild. Um, just felt so good, you know. So whatever the cold, whatever the pain, it wouldn't have mattered. Uh, it was just so, so good to be out there. Yeah, and for those that don't know much about you, you are a world record holder, is that right? Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but um, I, have played, I have played 18 holes at Signed out heat in 26 minutes. Um, shot a ridiculously low score uh, in, a, in a wild day where it's really wet. But uh, yeah, I, I'd like to think I'm I'm a little bit of a trailblazer in the sense that I'm just living my live my adventurous lifestyle and and uh, yeah, hopefully taking or showing people that that journey. <laughs> yeah, you've done some ridiculous stuff. Um, what would the sort of highlights of your challenges be? <laughs> highlights um wow I, I just one thing that a lot of people here around me uh, get to know is I'm, i live life quite in the present um you know my wife sometimes says are you listening i'm like i'm just away you know i'm, I'm just in that moment you know um but i don't know i mean today i'm 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 high on life and today uh was that my, my best i don't know i i'd like to say i live i love them all um but yeah, I mean, look, dig into the social media and check out some of the stuff. There's been some wild stuff, and um, I'm, I'm super excited about what's to come. It's going to be running the whole of Aaron, the coastal path, which is like 65 miles and seven 
golf courses on Watson Island. They call mini mini Scotland uh, in June, doing that all barefoot. Uh, so that that could be well be one of them, and we're we're doing it as a documentary as well. So hey, we're going to send it up to all the little film awards, and hopefully it'll uh, we'll show golf in a in a slightly new light. And and because I, I just think golf is so inclusive, it's so open, it's so welcoming. Um, I guess that's part of the barefoot thing, but. You know, some people think, well, it's a bit wild and all this sort of stuff, but, uh, you know, it just feels good. It's, you know, I, I, I like sharing that golf really is, is, a, is a sport open for the masses. Oh, that's brilliant. So you're doing the, the challenge in June for charity, is that right? Yeah, yeah, and a great charity too. The, the Golf Foundation. Um, if, if you don't know the Golf Foundation, check them out. Um, like all sort of smaller charities, um, they need as much support as they can get. Uh, but basically, they help kids into sport. They are very much uh, a big driving force between or behind growing the game, growing the sport at grassroots levels. And they get into the schools, get get out, you know, try golf kits and that stuff, and then show them pathways into the clubs. And yeah, yeah, pretty pretty good stuff, really. So uh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, um, I can can uh, can create a little bit of uh, motivation for them this year. Oh, awesome. Thanks a lot, Luke. Good luck with that. And um, yeah, well done on your challenge today. <laughs> Thank you. So there you go. That was Luke Willett, who played around the golf already this morning in just 42 minutes. He's a bit of a character, isn't he? Yeah, lovely guy. Um, fantastic outlook on life. Yeah, just brilliant. Um, got a family, hasn't he? So he uh, he knows that he's got to fit golf in in these small windows of time. And he does that absolutely perfectly. So yeah, love his attitude. Um, wish I could go on a run for 42 minutes, let alone play golf in 42 minutes. That is, uh, yeah, just incredible. I'm not sure I'd be able to run round 18 holes in 42 minutes, let alone play actually play golf as well. So uh, it's yeah, pretty amazing what he's able to do. And guys, if you want to check out all his uh, all his bits and pieces, do follow him on social media. He's on Instagram at Square Banana Golf. He's on Twitter, which is handle is at Square Banana GLF, uh, and he's also just got a new podcast named Wild Golf, and he's got some great guests on there. So do check him out. As we say, he's, he's a bit of a character. Does loads of these crazy challenges, and I'm sure he's got some other ones lined up. So uh, do check out Luke Willett and uh, his amazing golf challenges. So moving on, before we get on to what happened on, at the tour, and there's a lot of tour golf over the last weekend, just to let you guys know that we have a very special launch uh, of our magazine this coming Thursday. Our new issue has our new top 100 UK and Ireland course rankings. And to celebrate that, we've got a new podcast, which will be out as well on Thursday. So an extra bonus podcast for this week. And also... Me and Elliot won't be on it. So that's something to look forward to as well. You'll have some of the other guys on the team uh, who deal with the course rankings, going through the top 10 and going through some of the bits and pieces about what's changed in the rankings, some of the courses which have come into the rankings for the first time and um, some of the ones that have gone up and down in ranking. Um, We do have a new number one as well. So that's something to look out and find out who the newest winner of our rankings is is going to be. So check that out when it's released on Thursday. 
So looking back over the weekend, we had the WGC match play. Billy Horshaw defeated Scotty Scheffler 2-1 in the final to win his first WGC and sixth PJ Tour title. The American beat Francis Victor Perez in the semi-finals earlier in the day. Perez ended up fourth after losing to Matt Kuchar in the consolation match. Horshaw is now up to 17th in the world, close to his career high of 12th. And it was a marathon on an event, seven rounds for the winner, uh, took place over five days and... Unfortunately, the biggest talking point seemed to be around slow play, wasn't it, Elliot? Yeah, it was quite painful yesterday. Um, I mean, it wasn't the, the best final day in terms of lineup either. Um, Horschel, Scheffler, Perez, Kucha, obviously they're all quality golfers, but there wasn't a McElroy there, there wasn't a Tiger Woods, a Bryson DeChambeau, a, a Ram, a Thomas, anyone like that, or even like a Spieth, so... Yeah, I think it was kind of a day for hardcore golf fans, not casuals. And uh, yeah, the slow play would have put casual golf fans off. So um, yeah, there was quite a lot of criticism for it, actually, especially when they're in two balls. I think the criticism was right because you would think match play, you're not finishing up on every hole. There's only two of you. You can easily get around in three and a half, to, I don't know, just under four hours or something. But yeah, that, that really wasn't the case, actually. And um Scotty Scheffler, who played fantastic golf all week, sort of didn't really do his brand image much good with, um, yeah, that he he was kind of getting most of the criticism, wasn't he, for, for seemingly taking an age over his putts, his his drops as well. He took about five minutes a couple of times when he was taking very simple drops. So, um, yeah, it, it was a difficult day for a casual golf fan, shall I say. Yes, yeah, I actually felt a bit for Scotty Scheffler because he's obviously was under a lot of pressure. You know, he's up against Horshaw. Horshaw's never won a WGC, WGC before, but he has won some big tournaments. He won the FedEx Cup, let's face it, he won the Tour Championship not that long ago. So, you know, he's been there, he's won some big tournaments. Scheffler hasn't won on the PJ Tour yet. So, huge amounts of pressure on him. And it seems that when there's pressures on him, he seems to take a long time going through everything. And I think that didn't help his game. Um, I think he needs to try and relax a bit more. Maybe this will actually be something that he will um, he'll look back on and realise, you know what, I was taking far too long over my shots, thinking about it way too much. And actually, the freedom and rhythm that he did have throughout the tournament had just gone by by that final. Um, I don't think his caddy helped him out much either. He's lining up on every single putt. I don't think that was needed, was it? What, he's lining them up? I didn't really see that, but that would be against the rules. So um, I'm not sure what you mean by that. No, well, no, you know, he's 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 reading every putt. That's what I'm trying. Oh, trying right, to say. yeah. You know, he's re- every single putt was being read by the caddy. They're having a chat about every single putt, whether it was a four footer or forty footer. And you'll see, see for example, like DJ, someone who work who who plays a good pace, he will not, he will only very rarely ask for his caddy, who's also his brother, to come in and say, "Can you actually have a look at it?" So it's at the rare occasions you say, "Okay, come in. I need a second opinion on this," but but for the most of the time, he just gets on with it. Um, and DJ, we know, plays at a really good pace. Um, I think Sheffler's got to look at that and say, "You know what? I've actually got to try and own this this a bit myself. I can't just." He was just seemed to be heaping too much pressure on himself, and some of the—I mean, the, the the play, the standard of play in the final was pretty poor, wasn't it? Um, from both the guys, I know the conditions weren't weren't easy. It was quite windy, and the course was 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 quite firm and fast in places. Um, but 
I, I just I just thought it was a bit of a bit of a letdown from what was a pretty good tournament. I thought. Yeah, we had um, Foot, Mark Fulter, um, Rose's former bag man, uh, been with Francesco Molinari most recently, but I think he was actually on the bag of Paul Casey this week. Um, he basically said, I don't get all this slow moaning. Like, these guys are playing for a WGC. They're playing for Ryder Cup points, FedEx Cup points, millions of dollars, which is completely fair. But yeah. they're only there because it's a, the entertainment industry and people are, are paying their wages by subscribing to TV networks and, and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, it's not a problem with the players. I think it's a problem with the tour and the WGC or whatever. They, they just need to make it a little bit more clear to their players that this is an entertainment industry. And if you're taking four and a half hours to play two ball match play golf, then a lot of people are just going to switch off. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, and I think that's fair comments. There is, a, I mean, it's, this is huge if Scotty Sheffer had won it would have been life changing for him you know it, it it opens up so many doors i mean he's playing very well anyway he's in the world's top top 50 anyway so those doors are already kind of open for him but he needs to get a win under his belt and wgc is not just the money it's also um it's also the doors that it opens as well um and yeah it's 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 tough it's tough and um it wasn't i, I know it wasn't the headline act that we were hoping for let's face it we would have wanted Rory versus Bryson or you know a couple of the big names against each other in the final and it just didn't happen and, and match play golf is very very tough um let's face it Horschel lost on day two you know so back in um not that long ago before they changed up the uh the way that that it's done with the group stages he would have been out of the tournament after after day two so um Let's just think about that. But he came through a lot of different things. And actually, there were lots of bits of the, the match day which I absolutely loved. Um, I think Friday in particular was very exciting with all those the games having to go to playoffs to see who would actually go through from the groups. Sergio with a hole-in-one to beat Lee Westwood on a playoff hole. I mean, that was that was great entertainment, wasn't it? Yeah, that was absolutely class. I, I love Sergio so much. And um, yeah, Westy hit, hit a lovely shot in there to like 15 foot on the correct part of the green on this really tricky front pin on the, on the par three. And I just had a feeling that Sergio was just going to absolutely stiff it. And um, yeah, just what a fantastic shot. That was, um, yeah, a brilliant moment. Yeah, and, the, and there was some real, real drama. Um, Bobby McIntyre knocking... <laughs> not beating Dustin Johnson, but halving with Dustin Johnson, which was obviously big news in Scotland. Um, but then the next day, so that happened on Thursday, but then the next day he manages to qualify and go through from his group by driving 18 and putting it to about three foot with Dustin Johnson still on the green with a seven, seven foot. It was very dramatic, wasn't it? it was, that was brilliant fun, wasn't it? I, I thought it was really good. Friday golf was excellent. Yeah. Um, yeah, if we do talk about the format, I do kind of love that, where it's um, sort of like the final stage of the Champions League groups, where like you know they're they're all trying to get out of the group. But I actually didn't realise that only one person from each group got out, so I didn't really know the format too too well. But um, yeah, I think that's a really silly format that only one out of the four gets through, and then they can just be knocked out straight away. Like Rory, for example, got absolutely spanked on day one by Poulter. And he's still there for another two days. It just seems 
Well, Rory was still in with a shout until he put it in the water on 17 on Friday. So, uh, yeah, look, I think we all prefer the, the straight knockout. I prefer the straight knockout. And that was when it was at its best. But they started to having players who said, oh, I'm not going to bother going because I could be out within nine holes. If I have a, if I suddenly come up against someone who's on fire and has five birdies in the front nine, I'm probably, I'm probably lost. Um, you know, I've gone. You know, it's a long way to travel to then get sent home packing. I know there's a bit of money for everybody, but um, is that why it's a format then? Not because the sponsors wanted the players there for longer. I'm sure that's part of it, of course. But I think the I think the idea about having the, you know, of course. I mean, the, the TV companies want to have the biggest names there for as long as possible. We know that. So in this format, they've got three days worth of. Roy, Roy McIlroy coverage guaranteed, for example, and every, and everybody else who's there, Bryce and stuff like that. Whereas in the old format, you might not have them at all. They might get they might go after round one, but the competition was so pure. I thought, you know, you had to win every game, you had to win it on every day. I thought it was it was such pure challenge that that's what it should have been and should have been kept. But so it's a, it's a shame. And I don't know whether there's something that potentially that they could do for the future. Um, I know we've had a chat about before about does golf need a, uh, a, a major to be a match play? And maybe you could go and if it's a major, you say, right, okay, it's a major. It's going to be pure golf. It's going to be a draw. And then it's, if you lose, you lose. If you win, you're through. Um, I think that could be really exciting and people would really get behind it. Uh, whether you change up something like the PJ Championship, I don't know. What would you well, think yeah. about that? Yeah, the PJ Championship, of course, was originally a match play major. So that would be the obvious route to go down. And um, yeah, match play is such a big part of amateur golf. It's such a big part of I'm going to go play match play on Friday in, in a football and I'm sure you're going to play match play in your next um, outing. So yeah, it would be nice if the pros tour sort of reflected that and, and especially the main schedule. But whether it will happen, I'm not sure because, yeah, if you're the PGA of America, do you really want Victor Perez, Scotty Scheffler, Matt Kuchar and um, Billy Horschel on the final day of the PGA Championship? You don't, let's be honest. You want the big names and, and I think that's the reason why it's not going to happen. Even though match play format with the world's best players is really entertaining, I just think sometimes like yeah you will get great final rounds and great final days and matches but there there will be the odd year where a lot of people are like oh i'm not really sure i fancy watching this yeah and it does come down to it's, it's amazing it's down to that final day because i thought the saturday was great with the round of 16 and the quarterfinals yeah. that's entertaining there's lots of golf happening still there's lots of different players it is so much down to who are those final four and if they're an entertaining final four or if they're not um, I think can really change it. There's obviously been some absolute classics that have happened, and there's also been some absolute drummings. You know, if you think about Bubba Watson thrashing Kevin Kisner a few years ago, where I think he won the first six holes, I think, and it was just over. It was quick, <laughs> so it wasn't certainly wasn't. Was, people weren't that slow play then, but it, you know it was very quick. But it was very very one sided, and that's the thing about that Sunday of a major. There's usually lots of people in contention. There's all the pressures, but there's a good group of people. Um, in yeah, in in match play, you don't always get that. But 
everyone's starting at a level playing field, so no one's going to run away with it. So it's um, it's interesting. I, I don't know whether they, they change it. I'd love to see it see it change. To be honest with you, I think it would be it would be um, a good addition to the golf majors. To be honest with you, um, but. I can't see it happening at the moment. But uh, let us know how, how what you thought about the WGC match play. Our editor at large, Bill Elliott, made me laugh out loud uh, about about half an hour ago when he messaged on our WhatsApp group saying, does anyone know if the WGC has finished yet? Um, uh, so that's obviously his opinion was quite clear on that. But let us know at our social media, at Golf Monthly on Twitter and Instagram and Golf Monthly Magazine on Facebook. Um, what your thoughts with the WGC? Do you, How could they change it up? Do they need to change it up? Or are we just being miserable? So um, let us know. Or you can email us, golfmonthly at futurenet.com, and uh, let us know your thoughts. There was other golf at the weekend as well. There was... Well, it wasn't actually the weekend. It finished on Friday, which I absolutely loved as well. I don't know about you, Ellie. I really enjoyed Friday. It had loads of good golf. Um, also, I had money on someone who finished second again, would you believe it, uh, for the Kenya Savannah Classic. It was the second tournament in, in well, 10 days, really, played over the course. Daniel Van Tonda defeated Jazz Janawatanon in a playoff to win his maiden European Tour title in Kenya. South Africa moves inside the world's top 100 for the first time to career-high 73rd. He had previously won seven times on the Sunshine Tour. He's got a hell of a swing, hasn't he? Yeah, he's an absolute beast. I loved watching this on Friday. He was just a train. He was like eight under through 13 holes or something. And yeah, just amazing. I thought the Kenya Open the week before was really good. And, and the, the Kenya Savannah Classic was just awesome. Um, I think the top six on the leaderboard were all seven under par for the day, uh, barring one player who was four under. So um, it was just an absolute shootout on a Friday, working from home, watching it on the, the iPad. Yeah, it was just uh, just fantastic. And I'd love to see more of this where tours and tournaments get a bit more inventive. Maybe viewing figures in, in certain tours or certain events are down. And, and a way to increase them would be to turn them into 54-hole events, put them what was this, Tuesday to Friday, just come up with like inventive ways where your tournaments aren't clashing because if there's two tournaments on at the same time, the, the lesser tournament is going to suffer. And um, as like a boxing fan, that happens quite regularly where BT Sport and Sky Sports will both have a show on and it's it's just not what you want as a fan. Whereas um, golf, it does that every single weekend. There's, there's two tournaments on at the same time. And uh, yeah, this was um, a, a really good initiative i thought putting it on friday i'm not sure why they did it but uh, i loved it and it's not just other golf tournaments that it's up against you've got to remember it's also up against other sports and sunday was a really busy day for sport there was a cricket monday international going on there's international football there's the the grand prix then the wgc as well it's a pretty busy day of sport i thought and you're right i think you know if the european tour had been playing on sunday i think they the viewing figures would have been pretty low. I, I would just, I would assume that they would, they would have been much higher on the Friday. I, I don't know the figures, but um, you're, you're right. I think it, they should be more inventive with these things instead of just being normal Thursdays, Sundays. Um, I, I wonder whether they should change it up. I also thought it was really good. I did have money on Jazz, and I also had <laughs> money on uh, Sam Horsfield to finish third. I had money on second and third. I've, I've pitched so many second places. It's ridiculous, but. Um, no, I thought it was really good. Van Tonda, I absolutely... He's, I mean, he just tries to kill the ball every time he hits it. 
um, really just muscles it down there. And you look at Jazz's swing, which is such a fluid and beautiful thing. Jazz, uh, Van Tonder's just completely different. Uh, you know, he gets it done and fair play to him. But, um, uh, you know, I thought it was really interesting. I love seeing these other golfers that we don't always get to see uh, playing on. I thought it was a really good course. And, um, yeah, it was excellent. So, um we haven't got any European tour this week. And, of course, it's the Masters the week after. So, uh, let's hope, look, looking forward to the next European tour event. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing Daniel Van Tonder again because seven-time winner on the Sunshine Tour and, and a lot of those tournaments have come between 2019 and 2020. So, he could be the next South African to sort of break out onto the European and, well, he already has on the European, but perhaps even the PGA Tour. And he's 73rd in the world now. He could get into the world's top 50 quite easily, I think, in the form that he's in. So, um, we've seen it with Eric Van Royen probably most recently and, and I think Van Tonda could be the next one because he's only 30 years old so he's got a good few years left in him and, and um, yeah, if he can play like that in the final round of a big tournament he is going to be box office. And another golfer, you've just reminded me, another golfer with his wife on the bag. Yeah. Um, you know, so, we're seeing this so much now, people having real success, not having a what would be a professional caddy, perhaps, but actually just having a, someone who's really supportive and who knows them really well, uh, doing well again. I wonder if we're going to see more and more of that, to be honest with you. But um, no, really, really impressive performance by him. So moving on, we had another event on the PGA Tour as well over the weekend, uh, which was alongside the WGC which is, of course, across PGA Tour and European Tours. That was the Corrales Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship. And Joel Damon edged out Rafael Campos to win his first PGA Tour title. Did you see any of it? No, I, I didn't see any of it, unfortunately, because, uh, yeah, funnily enough, it actually clashed with another golf tournament, which, uh, yeah, I was just saying it is it's not good. But um, I saw the clips on social media. We've, we've seen quite a lot with Joel Damon. Over the last few years, he seems like a great character. And um, yeah, I loved how he said about his home club, like, get the tab rolling already because beers are on me. So um, yeah, really nice celebration there. Absolutely. And a few names who did well. Graham McDowell was fourth. Uh, Danny Willett was eighth. And uh, Thomas Peters and Thomas Detry were both 13th, the two Belgians. So um, again, uh, you know, some good performances throughout that. Some of the guys who uh, didn't have a chance to get in the WGC still had had a good week. I wondered what happened to Thomas Peters. He was leading during the final round at one point, and I'd actually tipped him on the website. And uh, I also tipped Graham McDowell at 100 to 1. So we had some each way money back there, which was something at least. But yeah, I really thought Peters was going to win. Like he shot 74 on the final round, so I think just uh, fell away a little bit. But um, yeah, so good to get a couple of guys who are um, having a good week and hopefully they'll push forward in the next few weeks. Before we finish up on all things WGC and PGA Tour, we need to talk about another great week for our sponsor, Titleist. Not only did the two finalists at the WGC Dell Technologies Match Play trust Titleist Golf Ball this week, but the winner was also playing a new TSI 3 driver making it the second week in a row that a TSI driver has found the winner's circle on the PJ Tour. This is also the second time this season that a PJ Tour winner has chosen to play a TSI driver without an agreement, as it continues to be the most played driver this season on the PJ Tour. Head to titleist.co.uk to find out more about the number one golf ball and driver on the PJ Tour. 
Before we move on to look ahead to this week, we have one more tournament to talk about, which is the Kia Classic. And Michelle Wee made her return to golf at the Kia Classic, where she missed the cut by some distance at 11 over par, but it's great to see her playing again. Uh, seven-time major winner Inby Park won the event by five strokes for her 21st LPGA Tour title. The LPGA Tour heads to Mission Hills this week for this year's first major at the ANA Inspiration where Miriam Lee will defend the title she won last time out. Head to our website, of course, to check out our ANA Inspiration betting tips. And Elliot, any uh, pearls of wisdom before that? Uh, I will go for Mel Reed, I think, because she was uh, well up there at the weekend and, and fell away with a 77 on the final round, saying the course beat her up. Um, but yeah, I think MB Park will probably make herself favourite. <laughs> Because this is her first start of the entire year. She's got a new club deal as well. And to go and win by five shots is very impressive. So, yeah, could could be winning her eighth major this week. Who knows? Yeah, Inby Park is favourite, 15-2. to two. Um, A couple of other name, big names we probably should uh, point out. Daniel Kang, 14-1. to one. Lydia Ko, 18-1. to one. Lexi Thompson, 14-1. to one. And who did you just say? You Mel Reed. Mel Reed, let me find Mel Reed. Mel Reed is very good odds, um, Elliot. Eighty to one. A hundred to one. You can get her at. So I think that's very good value for someone who's who's had some success of late. Someone else you should probably mention, Charlie Hull as well, fifty-five to one. So do check that out. So it's an it is a big weekend for women's golf because it's also the. Augusta National Women's Amateur event, which will finish on Saturday. It's our first chance to have a glimpse of Augusta since November. It's going to look completely different to what it did in November. We're going to see uh, how it's going to be set up ahead of the Masters, which is the week after. So really looking forward to that. Are you going to be glued to, to the TV screen on Saturday? Yeah, actually, I'll be watching that in the evening. Um, it was fantastic two years ago, actually. It was a lot better than I I um, expected it to be. Not that I didn't expect it to be good, but it, yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. And um, yeah, I'll actually remember that for quite a while. I think Jennifer Kupcho and Maria Fassi coming down the stretch, both turned into very, very good professionals now as well. So um, yeah, yeah, whoever absolutely. wins this week is, um, is surely going to go on to good things in the pro ranks. Well, that's it, absolutely. And Kupcho, of course, uh, did win two years ago, and she's playing in the ANA Inspiration this year, sixty-six to one. If you if you want to see if she can uh, have something else to celebrate this week, although they won't be at Augusta, but um, yeah, really looking forward to that this weekend as well. As well as the ANA Inspiration, we also have the Valero Texas Open on the PGA Tour, the last event before the Masters. World number one Dustin Johnson headlines the field with Jordan Spieth, Tony Finau, Scotty Scheffler, Ricky Fowler and Phil Mickelson among the star names. So last chance to get a bit of form ahead of the Masters. Who do you like the look of? Uh, well, you've got to like Texans, including Jordan Spieth and Scotty Scheffler, both in great form. Um I want to say Ryan Palmer's from te- uh, Texas as well. And yeah, I know it gets yeah. quite windy there. So um, he, he obviously knows how to flight the ball, knows how to use his Texas wedge around the greens. Uh, and he's been in quite good form this year as well. So I would go for all of those three uh, on an each way bet and hopefully we'll get a Texas winner. 
Yeah, so D DJ seven to one, Speed fourteen to one, Scheffler eighteen to one, Ryan Palmer, who I was going to mention before you did, uh, thirty three to one. Um, but it's a, it looks like a decent field. They usually set it up like Augusta with lots of runoff areas and things like that. So um, it's usually a decent tournament. I'm going to say Danny Willett, who I've already mentioned, had a good top ten last week. He's sixty six to one. I wonder if he's suddenly going to go into one of his one of his good runs of form. Um, He's a very dangerous player when he gets going. What about Graham McDowell? Top four last week, 110 to one this week. So uh, a couple of couple of names to look out for. Uh, but of course, for our full betting tips, do head to the website, golfmonthly.com and click on the links or just Google it and you'll find our um, betting tips near the top of your Google search. So we've already mentioned this week, we already have another podcast coming, Top 100 UK and Ireland courses uh, coming out and being launched on Thursday. But then next week, it's the Masters. Where on earth has this come round? This has come out quick, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. Seen it last night that it's only 10 days away. I was like, oh my goodness. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A, a lot of work from our side, hopefully, to, to give the best content possible. And we'll have our preview podcast out next week, probably on Tuesday, I would imagine. And, um, yeah, we're just going to be glued to the action next week. Uh, it's come around so quickly, hasn't it? It's, it's crazy. It has. It has, but it's here. And, you know, things are looking rosy. You know, we've got an Easter weekend, four-day weekend ahead. Lots of people will be playing golf, especially in England and the UK. Uh, weather looks pretty sunny at the moment, although there, I have seen some forecasts that it might snow this weekend. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. Yeah. I know that there's going to be a heat wave isn't there this week heat wave this week followed by a freeze i think but um we'll, we'll, hopefully that's wrong um but we'll whatever happens we've got the masters to look forward to it's only as Elliot said two days away or so so um lots to look forward to uh and until then i think we will chat to you next week where we'll have all the previews to the masters have some uh, audio from some special guests i'm sure and we'll be looking ahead to uh, seeing the glorious fairways and the dailies at Augusta. So until next week, Elliot, thanks for your time. Yeah, cheers, Tom. Chat next week. Absolutely. Speak to you then. Bye-bye.